Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. We have a fantastic, hilarious stand-up comedian and writer. Somebody who you've seen on, you know, TV doing their stand-up thing. I saw a clip of Kimmel that basically made me laugh so hard. I was like, who is this dude and why isn't, or why aren't we doing something with him? Well, guess what? Shout out to super, super producer Anna Hosnier because this person is also contributing to the latest, latest series on the Clown Parade feed on Big Money Players Network. The first episode just dropped last week. It's called Don Saldivar Presents The Weakest Loser. Okay, and you got to check this out. Please welcome none other than Martin Urbano. Welcome, Martin. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Thanks for coming (laughs) on, man. You got Don Saldivar Presents The Weakest Loser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in your clown parade feed, because this is like every, you know, last time we had Greta Titleman on who was doing her stepmom character. Martin, you're taking over this time and you're doing a lot of like game show stuff. Every, every episode is going to be a different game show, right? Yes. How like what, what's what, where does where's your mind at where you go? 
<laughs> like where we're t- like comedians are like, you can do whatever you want. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to do a bunch of different game shows. What's is, you know, is this a very big, big thing for you? Game shows? All of the coolest comedians end up becoming game show hosts, you know, <laughs> right? Howie Mandel, Steve Harvey, the goat, Chris Hardwick, the goat, uh, <laughs> all goats, you know, Louis Anderson on know? an equal level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I like games. I like to play games. I like to make people happy. My yeah. stand up is, uh, you know, a lot of interaction. So I kind of figured, you know what, let me just make a game show. Okay. And let me do a character of somebody who is canceled. Right. And game shows and podcasts are not easy because you don't have any of the visuals. I think someone who has to craft a a unique game show every week, it is so challenging. I tried to be like, you can go look at pictures on Instagram. And the audience was like, we don't want to do that, girl. We do not. We want everything housed in just this podcast. How did you go about like deciding which games you wanted to use and like how you're going to like implement them into like an audio based sound place? Well, also, I didn't quite understand the project when I initially had signed up for it. And so I made it very complicated (laughs) and maybe a little too hard to produce. So there was a lot of a lot of work that had to be done on it. So I appreciate Anna and Olivia. Yeah, I don't know. I I had been doing a Zoom game show. That was what I did during pandemic. Mm. Okay, okay. Like every week I was just like writing a bunch of new jokes and a bunch of new games. So I had a bunch to pick from to fill, you know, four episodes since I had been doing it like a week. Yeah. Every week uh, for like a year. Oh, and Martin, you're in New York right now, right? You're a New York, New York based comedian. Yes. Are you, I love are, it you here. are you from out there? Not from Texas. Oh, but okay. I have been here six years today, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Happy no, it's not, not actually today, but like in a couple weeks. But doesn't okay. it feel yeah. special when I say it's today? Yeah, it does. It, it feels say- serendipitous. Also, it feels like a thing like you could tell people in New York that they wouldn't give a fuck. Like, if you're like, sure, yeah. hey, actually, six years since I moved to the city, huh? They're like, get the fuck out of my way. Everybody remembers, actually, <laughs> right. when I moved here. Because I feel like I see that all the time in L.A. Like, you'll go to, like, uh, like Griffith Park or, like, a park, and somebody's having, like, a party, and then you overhear them being like, you've been in L.A. for five years, party. And I'm like, what the fuck is that shit? Okay, cool. Listen, we, it takes some time to adjust, okay? You don't no, know because you've been here forever. I'm scum. I'm local you- scum. I know. You migrate here, you're like, oh crap! How am I gonna do anything here? (laughs) It's so hard. I have no money. You gotta pay to get in everywhere. Street festivals cost money here. It makes no sense. It's a wild space. That's why. That's why we snuck in everywhere. You know, you're like, I survived ten years. It's like, you know, I want to compare it to like a prison sentence, but sometimes (laughs) you're like chalking it up. Like I did it another year. I didn't leave. I stayed. It's I'm the making one, it happen. <laughs> it's the one prison where the prisoners try to like move up to the next nicer prison of like a next deal <laughs> that they're in. It's like, and now I'm in this creative prison. It's actually <laughs> this prison is a lot better than the last one. Still a prison though. Kyle, we gotta ask you, our guest, what's something from your search her search herstory? I'm in history that is revealing about who you are. My search is gender neutral, so herstory or history are both fine by me. Uh, from my, the last thing I Google searched was, how do you know when jalapenos are ready to pick? Oh, I have a jalapeno plant that's doing okay. very well. Oh, I only plant that's doing well. It's right out my window. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't, I'm so, I'm like, when do you, when can you eat them? Yeah. And it, t- everything you look up, they're just like, kind of, you know, which is <laughs> un- not helpful, like in any capacity, <laughs> right. but they're just like, they're like, you know, like, you know, look at, look at them when they look like it. And I'm like, well, no. I don't. They don't look like they're on top of nachos at a baseball game, so I need you to give me more information. (laughs) 
they I don't know they would the be long. vinegary taste that they do out of the can. Right. When and are they like going to be ready? like other peppers, though, where they change colors, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, you know, you dive into any world, but the world plant people really, every world has like a deep culture, but plant mm-hmm. people seem to be an isolated deep culture. It, it, it's like I Googled, like, uh, what happens if no one likes you? And so I'm uh, <laughs> I'm down this. So it turns out they've They're been, like, you're been no ready one. this whole time. One caterpillar right. ate a whole jalapeno. And I'm like, that dude is vibing somewhere. You right got the hungry, hungry caterpillar in your house? Now he's over in a different plant, that mm-hmm. beef, but. He's yeah. He's like wearing a drug. I picked poncho him. Now. I made a wing sauce with him. It was so hot that it cleared my nasal passages. <laughs> Wait, so oh. I'm just doing this alone. <laughs> how big? Like, I mean, how big are your jalapeno peppers getting? I because mean, when I see them at inches. the store, I see like some thick ones. These ones are these ones are are uh, less store, more farmers market status yeah. stand that you're like avoiding eye contact as you leave but they're doing all right they're doing all right i have like yeah. and they keep growing which is nice it makes me feel the rest everything else is dying tomatoes aren't doing good everything else is dying but jalapenos has the jalapeno before right when you logged on before we went on mic I, we noticed that you're a smoothie gang joelle are you smoothie gang too are you smoothing it yep. up okay so power smoothie i can see the color through your straw seems like a traditional red berry-ish vibe at the There's very a lot least. of dragon fruit in this i'm not okay a lot of dragon fruit Kyle, you lifted your cup. Now, can you can you lift it into frame one more time? I'm looking at yeah. this cup. What 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 is in that that I don't aside know. from dirt? It looked I I, it, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But one of the thing, um, coconut, <laughs> but that's not that color. Right. Spinach, but that's not that color. And they're also not the colors that mix together. It's I don't know. Yeah. I, it has some ingredients like I, I'm not I don't know a lot of these more obscure fruits and vegetables and things, and I'm afraid to pronounce them. I, I one time I was a judge on a spelling bee and I had to give out the words. And this was for a charity spelling bee for like Warby Parker in the Lower East Side. So picture the people that are at this, right? Wait, it's like who are the contestants? Event. Like the Warby Parker employees, like the CEO, like all the, oh my this God. is like, their, oh, like, co- this like a corporate event for them. Oh, it's like, here's, it's like their Christmas party. Yeah. And I said to out loud to these people, your, your word is a Kai. Oh no. And, I've never seen more <laughs> thick frame, glassed white people upset. Right. It's literally like I accused them of gentrifying the Lower East Side. They were all so defensive so quickly. Right. People were screaming acai. And I'm like, look, I can't even afford the fruit that's your spelling word. Right, right, right. That's also just the irony of those people being like, uh, you're mispronouncing it. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry, no one here actually wears prescriptions. And it was just, I've, so I'm afraid to say whatever is in this smoothie, but it's a lot of A's and O's and vowels. (laughs) Asparagus? You're like, I don't know, is that what it is? (laughs) It's got some asparagus. uh, (laughs) Asparagus, right? I think cacao, I think I'm dyslexic every time I see cacao. I think it's cocoa. Same. Oh. I just, when I see it, I just think of it as the thing that wasn't actually chocolate growing up. Like mm. when you saw like in L.A., I remember like in the eight, like 90s and shit, they're like with cacao and it looked brown. And I'd be like, oh, really? And I'm like, that's not fucking so cheap. the fuck out of here with this. Chalky as hell. Oh, cacao has not made chocolate. its way to Missouri yet, let alone when I was growing up. Yeah, no, you're good. You're better off. Yeah. You're, and look at you. You're not, you're drinking healthy stuff and I'm drinking old stale ranch waters. I thought you were going to say old bay. <laughs> I'm drinking old bay. <laughs> I'm drinking old. Just a nice cup of old nice bay. A cup of watered bay. down old bay seasoning. It could be tasty. <laughs> 
<laughs> Caleb, what's something you think is underrated? Ooh, uh, democracy. I was thinking about this earlier. Mm. Uh, everybody's like, ooh, we got to protect it. It's like, I remember it. It was like six years ago we had it, and it sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, I know it's worse now, but everybody's like, our democracy. It's like, it's fine. I, I hate having to pretend it's so good. It's like, it's better than not democracy, but it's not the shit. Right. You know? Part of you is yeah. like, I, I, you know, can we like, it feels like a lot of people want a certain thing, but right. even though there's a majority of people that want it, it's still not happening. How, how does this work exactly? Right. Democracy. Yeah. It got us Bush twice. It got, I mean, it's not the, it's not the shit. It's okay. <laughs> it's just hard yeah. to, I, it's hard to hold that sign up. I'm like, eh, it's not, wait, so wait, you it. think this is overrated? I think it's overrated. Okay, oh, okay, okay, got okay. you, got you, got oh, you. I asked it was under, I was like, I was like oh, huh. yeah. underrated. No, no, we're we going to stay on democracy, though, because it is overrated. It, it is. is. Well, I mean, it's not that great. In our, you know, uh, the republic in which we live in, you know, clearly, that's the distinction we always have to make. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, we have a system that's very easily hijackable if you got right. a ton of money, and that's all we see. Or is just like, the news channel. You can, like, get... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they could just tell my parents anything, and that's going to happen. I'm like, hey, that's not nice. Yeah. They're like, yeah. did you know, Caleb, that Subway tuna is a hundred percent turtle? It's like, no, it's only part turtle, mom. Right? What are you saying on mm-hmm. Fox. I heard it was made of yoga mats, and it's like, I'm sure it's not all the way because I've yeah. I've licked my yoga mat, and it doesn't taste. Doesn't taste. Yeah, look, it I tastes like Subway bread. <laughs> I tried one of those jalapeno cheddar yoga mats. Doesn't hit the same like the bread so, does. Yeah. You got to toast it. You got to toast that. Oh. Yoga mat. <laughs> They don't want you to know. That's the thing. You got to give it the Quiznos. I I have not. I have not tasted my yoga mat. I'm going to be honest with you guys. But I have done downward. (laughs) You haven't worked out hard enough, dude. I've done downward dog on a couple Subway breads. And let me tell you, man, I'm not as stable on them. I'm not as stable on them joints. (laughs) You're leaving flavor on that mat, man. You're leaving flavor on that mat. I'm I'm leaving flavor on the mat. It's like a a cast iron skillet. You know, you got to don't wash it. It's like a, it's it. like the cupcake paper, you know, at the bottom. Oh yeah, you know, you gonna leave all that cake on there? I don't nah, think man, so. you gonna lick that shit off? It's like the cheese on the McDonald's wrapper. On oh, the, burger, the wrapper. Man. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the best cheese. One. That's phase one. <laughs> that's the first thing the shit, I do. And then you look at the little corners that are left on the wrapper. You go, oh, I got mm. your ass. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, talking dirty to your cheek. Yeah. It's so wild how I still, even Keith, you bringing that up, the excitement I felt of just being like, oh, you fucked up. You yes. Your mind. It's good. Now. It's good. That's the best part of any burger yeah. is the cheese on the wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> and don't be, don't be ashamed to just bite the fucking paper off. Like I said, yeah. when I was a kid, I used yeah. to eat the little cupcake paper. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so I think we know it. underrated is paper. Eating straight paper. (laughs) Uh, Jackie, what's something you think is overrated? You know, when I read this in the email, my first thought, if I didn't try and edit it, add Tupac. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Come out swinging. And not not that he's not, he wasn't a gift to the culture, all the cultures, mostly mine. He was, he is, but you know, I'm an East Coast girl. I'm always going to be Biggie till I die. Right. You know, and yeah. Tupac to me, he was just so, he was just so disturbed in, in genius ways that I'm like, how much of it was that? How much of it was, was talent? How much was just, he was angry because he was, you know, he understood the world as it was and hated the world. Yeah. And he felt he, he didn't have much power because he felt hated or misunderstood. 
So all that t- to me, I like about a, a few songs I like. I don't really find him to be the club. Let's let's go dance, Tupac. No, you're oh. not. No, no yeah, one's no. throwing it back to Tupac. That's for sure. <laughs> that's just that's that doesn't happen. And I, it's funny growing up in L.A., uh-huh. especially at the height of the East Coast West Coast beef. Yeah, I've always preferred East Coast rap. Like yeah. the golden era of rap in New York is one of is like my favorite it's genre incredible. of music. And I know. and that's no and that's no disrespect to the to the West Coast scene because the West Coast scene is you know every every part of the United States has contributed to what we have as hip hop today. But for sure, yeah. personally, I like a Biggie punchline more than like the prose of Tupac. Yeah. Because I feel like that's mm-hmm. sort of the difference in their like lyrical style. And I think yeah. for the longest time, people were like, well, which one's better? And I've always been like, they aren't comparable. Like, yeah, they exactly. aren't comparable. They would never be in the same cipher. Like, you you wouldn't see Tupac try and <laughs> battle Biggie like that. This is not yeah. how that's that's not how they no, engaged no. with him. Yeah. And, w- and whenever they had an album together or a song, they were probably forced. They were probably <laughs> like, look, y'all, y'all got to put our shit together so we just quash this East Coast, West Coast crap. Right. You know, they didn't have a natural friendship. They tried to, but realized we just don't mesh. Yeah. You know? I came up in the era of the South got something to say. Uh, That's where I reside mm-hmm. on it. There I like go. I like Tupac and Biggie, although both have songs I cannot listen to. Sometimes Biggie's so dirty. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, Biggie, oh, yeah. yeah. He was a sex it's symbol. It's very, it's very weird, but he was a sex symbol. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot yeah, of, he, a lot of lyrics in the 90s, style. you're like, huh? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> said what? About yeah. what? Yeah. Well, you listen Never. to him and, and Lil' Kim lyrics, you're like, this is oh. not for, you got to be 30 at least to listen to this shit. Well, I feel the same yeah. way about Trina. I was like, <laughs> oh my word. Oh my God, Trina is such a, like, you can't nowhere near your family. Can you put Trina no. on? Uh-uh. Oh no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I remember, I remember, uh, I had like the, like a mini poster of the Lil' Kim hardcore album cover, like uh-uh. on, like on like a translucent binder thing. And my mom saw it. And she's like, what is, is that Playboy? I said, no, this is Lil' Kim. This is <laughs> this this music, is, mom. I'm this sorry. is hardcore. Okay. This is a big mama thing. One of my favorite tracks. You know, you know what's funny? Back in the day, we, uh, back in the TLC days. When they had condoms on their clothing as part yeah. of it, mm-hmm. I had a keychain that had a condom in the glass in high school, and I came home one day and my mom broke the glass, took the condom out. I forgot all about that until <laughs> now. Why? And I was like, "So you don't want me to?" Yeah, I, I don't. Do you or do I don't know what the right. mixed mix signal here? But yeah, that reminded me of that. Was like on that, don't advertise it tip. She yeah, was exactly. like on a keychain shop. <laughs> It was for decoration. That's not the one you want to use when you're trying to get down. Right, right, right. <laughs> I like that it was in glass, like great glass in case of emergency. Oh. And very dangerous for the gentleman involved in that uh, situation. Yeah, all the all the, the risk he has to take now, but you know. <laughs> it's a, wait, what it was in a glass? Like it, it was like it a, was in like, like a keychain like this. Uh-huh. It was inside the glass, in between Oh, like a, got it. So yeah. yeah, like in a glass case, like a Yeah. <laughs> break in case of smashing yeah and she smash broke in case she of smashing yeah yeah exactly there it is okay <laughs> okay all right uh well we'll take let's take a quick break uh we'll come back and we'll talk about some news after this 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Uh, Masculinity is uh, something that's really centered in our culture right now and toxic men seem to be at the wheel of many things and we see it manifesting all over the place you got white men that are angry that they're losing status so they double down on xenophobia racism they see themselves as less potent gender equality as an existential threat so we get even more severe laws that restrict people's body autonomy so many conservatives are living in this like fucked up hell world where men are at risk of being wiped off the face of the earth because someone used the word patriarchy in front, like around them, uh, which feels like just the general vibes. Like what? So I'm the fucking bad guy now? Like, oh, you're like, what? Yo, chill the fuck out. And also, yes. But we see it in like 
I've, I brought up the fake ass tough guy persona of like Ted Cruz when he wants to act like a real badass when he is a shook one with a like a noodle spine. <laughs> and we definitely saw it a couple weeks ago with Senator Josh Hawley. So for those that don't recall, uh, Josh Hawley is a senator from Missouri. He, he <laughs> on January 6th, there's a very famous picture of him gassing up the rioters. He's like giving them like the, the, the power fist like, yeah, y'all going to fucking fuck shit up in the Capitol. Do your thing. Take mm-hmm. back your country. And then when shit got so dire in the actual capital, he fucking ran away for his life like some non-patriot man. What the fuck was that, Josh? So I just to set the table, I just want to like before we get into his response about mm-hmm. the January 6th stuff, I just want people to understand where Josh Hawley comes from, like as a guy, like as some and as American politician. He, Did he not step out of an 80s movie? Uh, he's not the bully in an 80s movie? I mean, he's he's like a guy who it's like an like it's almost like a villain origin story where you the whole time you think you're like, this is the bully grown up and he's the villain. And it's actually the victim of the bully who like became the bully after years. Oh, like, God, <gasps> it was you. Noodle on the whole time. Yeah. So I just want to play this clip of him saying this out loud at a conference of other <laughs> like minded creeps and just you know listen to this this is his explanation as to why i'm just masculinity in america is going down the effing drain we'd be surprised that after years of being told that they are the problem that their manhood is the problem more and more men are withdrawing into the enclave of idleness and pornography and video games (laughs) i found the comment by one young man to a Wall Street Journal reporter, particularly evocative. Particularly. And particularly heartbreaking. Particularly. He said, I'm sort of waiting for a light to come on so I can figure out what to do next. <laughs> I, that, that sounds like someone who's just been crushed by capitalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure, that does sound, that, that does sound bad. Men are... I'm, 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 I am pissed right now. He is stealing all of my material. Uh, <laughs> That's straight from my stand-up. <laughs> the idolist of manhood right now. <laughs> Pornography, video games. <laughs> so, you know, he's like one of these guys who's constantly like banging the drum, being like, yo, the left is on a campaign to make men less masculine and diminish their role in family life in order to bring about the end of the white family, which is where all these roads lead, which is all just off the tree of like anti-Semitic tropes about like who's really trying to destroy the American family kind of shit. And anyway, that guy, the one who is very secure in his dickness, uh, was probably not going to react well to a room full of people laughing their asses off at a clip of him running like a scared shook one. Uh, and that's what happened during the January 6th commission when they played the footage of him like on a security camera, like (laughs) running like away from the like rotunda to be like, fuck, get me out of here. And you could hear the whole audience be like, (laughs) they're like, that's the guy earlier who was so rah-rah about the fucking insurrection. Well, he has now combined the absurdity of that earlier sort of speech that I, I played for you. Uh, And he is now melding that with his anger at the people for seeing how scared he was to announce that he is a man, actually, just so you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so much so, in fact, that he is writing a book on manliness. And I don't know how 
much of a better defense you can come up with than saying, I'm right. I'm literally writing the book on manliness. <laughs> so back the fuck up. What's it called? Do you know? <laughs> Get ready, Martin. Man, uh, what would you so call bad. it? I mean, I'm guessing if you were doing this as a very transparent play to be like, I, I felt emasculated in this clip. Now I'm going to double down by saying I'm writing the book on masculinity. What would you title it? 12 Rules for Living Your Life. <laughs> that, that feels about right. Was that Jordan Peterson book? Wasn't it that? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Something, some dumb shit like that. Wait, what'd you say, Joelle? I said, no vaginas. How to be a man. <laughs> no, right, exactly. Well, it's, it, both were close. It's called Manhood, the Masculine Virtues Americans Need. Josh, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. It's inspired. Oh, my God. Hold on, Joel. Let me tell you, it's inspired by uh, some really cool shit, though, too. The, this is from, uh, I think, the Kansas City, the local paper saying, quote, the book appears to be a more in-depth version of the speech, of the, which I told I played an extract from, in which Holly will draw from Greek and Roman philosophers, Jesus uh, and his political icon, Teddy Roosevelt. He'll focus okay. on traits he defines as masculine, responsibility, bravery. Fidelity and leadership. He just hopped on 4chan. He's like, okay, so they're quoting some Greeks and Romans. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt carried a gun. Uh, none of that conservation shit. We're not going to talk about none of that. But the gun part, he was right. in the army. Dope, dope. Or the Navy. So that'll be perfect. And uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Bravery. Leader. This sounds like the whatever they put. Like, well, you know, in high school, you get like a little, it's like a school quote. And then it'll be like, I don't know. Oh, yes, responsibility. Like, these are our core value beliefs. Like, you sound yeah. like a child. I also think if you have to write a book on how to be masculine, I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. You, you sounded insecure in the daylight. We got to read the book, to be fair, before we can. Yeah. I don't think so. I think so. <laughs> I mean, read the book in its entirety, so. at least twice, just so that we can really know. <laughs> have we thought about this? I think, like, you, you know. As men, we should think about this. Like he said, you should never sit down to pee. What? Yeah. Okay. That's a great rule. I think that's cool. No, I mean, I don't know. That, I feel like that's oh. the kind of <laughs> shit that's going to be in his book. It's like <laughs> sitting down to pee is a slippery slope to you being in like a reprogramming camp to pick your new gender, which is how all of these fucking people think. But just so you guys know, because if just when you thought it couldn't get fucking weirder. No. Because look, the book is about compensating for not being man enough, whatever the fuck he even thinks a man is. He's going to be doing some press and some promotion that he tied to the announcement of this book being released. Prior to the release, he will be one of the keynote speakers at the Stronger Men's Conference. Bitch, what? <laughs> well, oh. hold on, I'm going to tell you what. Because oh, I, got yeah. I, got, I got the motherfucking trailer for the Stronger Men's not Conference 2023 Day. iteration. <laughs> I'm just going to start a couple seconds in just so you can see. Okay. Tell me if you can make sense of what this fucking conference is when I play you the fucking trailer for it. I got my tickets early bird special, actually. Oh, but that before <laughs> before even knowing Josh Holly was even announced? Yeah, it's they're going to be sold out for sure. I mean, Josh off the strength Holly. of 2022s. I mean, that the, was a memorable one. <laughs> this is just a part of the trailer. Incredible. Spacemen. Okay. Immediately incredible. All right. Stock footage. Men, Monster truck, fire, the concerts, phallic space. This is so manly. I like to call them penis fires. <laughs> U.S. There's senator. All these people I never heard of. A guy swinging a flaming log. A guy a riding a bull. bull someone. Boxing. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Oh shit! Oh, they got the Jesus hands up. 
be prepared really crazy. to fight and fight to win. Okay, so to win what? You know the fucking race war. <laughs> they don't got to tell you out loud <laughs> what the fuck they're talking about. They're saying we got to fight to win the race war against the communists or whatever the fuck they're talking about. Did you see the imagery in this? So for people, I know we were just ranting over it. What did we see? We saw a bunch of space dicks being launched into the air. I don't know why there was repeated rocket launch footage, but I get it. Because uh, there's, there's a space race and we like Elon Musk. That was trending for a while. So space. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, boxing. It, the manliest of sports. <laughs> Surprisingly, no Stop football or basketball boxing. shots. Like boxing is essentially the only uh, what I'm going to call a sport. Uh, we also saw some monster trucks. Yep. A very strong man spinning some fire. A flaming log. It looked like a telephone yeah. pole. That was it was not a small, it was not a baton, y'all. It was no. very much a log. Because this is a man. Yes, because he's a man, right. R- because not, man. Not dinky, bigger, better. We get it. Pretty much what you might see your dad flip through on a Sunday when he's tired. <laughs> if you just rapid fire flipping through channels, these are like like his favorite channels, you know? You have that setting on your satellite dish or whatever. Right, right, right. That, it, those are the images you would see. Like I mean, Spike TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was very Spike TV vibes. <laughs> it was everything Spike TV stood for, but condensed into like a 40 second montage with stock footage. So there will Plus be monster Jesus. trucks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Can't think of a manlier event than that, or people who mm-hmm. couldn't know less what it, who they are than if they have to go to something like that. Uh, pretty tragic. I just, Josh Howley is one of those people who can't ever, like, you only ever see him yelling directly to the camera or talking directly to his audience because if he had to do any kind of debate, he would crumple immediately, as we saw recently in the um, congressional, like, discussions on abortion, where yeah. he was just going after this professor. <laughs> and she was like, okay, but, like, let's take a step back. What did you actually say and what do you actually believe? Oh, so that's violent? That I'm denying yeah. the existence are you, of truth? Are violent? you denying their existence, sir? Is that, you can, can yeah. a man get pregnant? No. Okay, well, then... He's like, I don't know. A man might. I'm going to the Stronger Men's Conference in a few months, and there may be a different speaker. They're showing that men can do anything. You would think they would be so elated at men wanting to be able to be like, listen, now we are the creators of life. Being able to, like, grow, develop, and then push out a baby is the most badass thing a woman can do. And I'm shocked that men aren't like, fuck it, and now we can do it too. Clearly, we're the superior, like, sex. Right. Yeah, well, I'm sure they... (laughs) I'm sure they'd they'd want something like that. But yeah, we'll see at the Stronger Men's Conference what comes of that. But I I know the Harlem Globetrotters that may have performed at a previous one. It's it's, really I think it's probably this intersection of like Christian, like evangelical stuff and like sort of like a convention to try and court more young people into being fascists. I I want to apologize to the hotel staff in advance. This can't be a pretty weekend for you. Now you see a lot of weird conferences come and go, but uh, this is going to be really hell for the ladies. I hope the men step up and really, you know, y'all clean the bedrooms and stuff this week or something. Give these women some time off. Good Lord. That's not what I learned at the Stronger Men's Conference. <laughs> Slippery slope, actually. So. I heard at the Stronger Men's Conference, uh, Kevin Feige is going to release more uh, Marvel movies. <laughs> He's going to unveil phase 69 of the fucking They love Captain America, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, I except the actor it. that plays. I don't them, think right? Chris loves them, but they they love them some cat. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on uh, just to check in with the Pope. 
Pope yes. Francis, last week, he made a week-long penitential trip to Canada. And I'm sorry. Uh, trip to, you know, going across to apologize for the atrocity that the Catholic Church, you know, their role in residential schools. And many people were hoping that he would pull up as the face of the Catholic Church, the leader of the church and offer, you know, like proper acceptance and say, you know what? We fucked up. That was our bad. We we need to right our wrongs and this is how we will make them right. So that didn't happen. Just, you know, for starters, like there was a lot of pressure uh, like for a visit because more graves were discovered at the sites of former residential schools last year. And Canada's Truth and Reconciliation Commission called for the Pope to come to Canada and apologize back in 2015. And only now, seven years later, did it finally happen. It's like, oh, why would you drag your feet? Right. You're going to go and, and accept oh, your responsibility. With time zones, though, it's a little under the seven years. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, for, for the survivors were quick to criticize the Pope's apology, which, you know, Use the language of saying that, quote, members of the church and religious communities cooperated in residential schools while not actually mm -hmm. saying that, like, the entire institution as a whole were the collaborators, like, in this institutionalized abuse and, you know, murder of children. So the Pope didn't really also commit to, you know, the, the one word that will always hope we will see some reality around reparations for survivors mm -hmm. uh, or funds to continue the search for burial sites. But uh, there, because there's all this scrutiny, the Catholic Church committed to raising 30 million to, quote, support reconciliation projects for survivors. And people said, oh, that's that sounds like a decent amount of money. However, if you look, they have what many people called a weasel clause because they just said they would raise the money through their, quote, best efforts. Well, as we know, these cemetery sites are a tax incentive. So I, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all it's all very murky. Doing PR for the Catholic Church has to be an exhausting thing for everyone involved. Mm. You either have to fully believe everything they're saying or you have to have no moral scruples and saying absolute nonsense at the expense of like all of these people that have had their lives you know, ended or damaged irreversibly. But their best effort to raise that 30 million, they they raise less than four million. So they fell short by almost 90 percent of that goal of like their best, quote unquote, effort. And just so you put all that money into perspective, they said, yeah, we can try and raise 30. In 2016, the Catholic Church managed to raise and invest one hundred twenty eight million for a cathedral in Toronto. So, so some of that priceless art, art church sell some of that priceless art church. Yes. That and that fucking ridiculous. Sorry. And that is something that they've had to do. Like a lot of people had said. Hey, you know, y'all have a lot of fucking assets that you could, you know, just liquidate and make people whole. Just want to hella gold, to. hella gold up in there. Just have the Pope autograph some Da Vinci Code copies and sell those online. <laughs> Even the Blu-rays. Seriously. Oh, hey, well, you, oh, you don't got a smartphone? Get them on Cameo. Don't give a fuck. Start doing some Cameo. One Cameo. Man, the Pope could. I mean, for how like weird Catholic people are about the like the Pope, I'm sure you could get up. Like I think one of the most figures. optimistic times is when we thought that the Pope was like good. Remember this guy? Yeah. We were like, yeah, we, we were ranking. The problem was we were ranking him against other popes. And the right. last one was a Nazi. Right. So like this one where the bar is just Nazi. Or not Nazi. And we're like, right. this guy's got to be good. He washes feet. He's not a Nazi. He used to be a bouncer. He probably uh, isn't just also still a terrible person. 
Well, you know, it just means you got to run point for the He's the probably PR not complicit in uh, millennia of crime. <laughs> like he's like no no see i'm i'm here to make everybody forget about that because i'm a yeah, picture the pope guy. letting steam out of his collar <laughs> very little, very like, fancy pope garb <laughs> did the pope just say for a new pope they were like oh no that's steam when the smoke comes out yeah start to get a new one it's so, gone bad in in all in all just in terms of like what this apology was the canadian government basically said like dude that really didn't go far enough and they know um, about apologies up there that is yeah. like apology culture Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, the, I mean, they, they even say sorry in their own way uh, that mm. we all know very well. Unlike in our fucked up country, where we don't know that word at all. Actually, it's actually "fuck you" rather than "sorry." And so, the Pope at least called for a quote serious investigation into the church's abuse in these residential schools. But then they wait. No, they later walked back that statement by clarifying that it was a translation error. Oh, and that what the Pope really meant to say was. A serious search, not a serious investigation. What's the difference? <laughs> I think investigation sounds, look, a search sounds like some shit you could do on your phone. Okay. An investigation sounds like you got to get like actually in the physical space. Investigation yeah, you know I mean? implies potential results. 100%. Search is a mm -hmm. bunch of people in the woods knowing there's no one alive in there. <laughs> and a lot of people are saying, you know, you don't have to do that much because there are thousands of pages in the Vatican that are naming the clergy who were parties to this abuse. Boop. So maybe you don't have to do much except maybe look in your old files. Boo. What you got yeah. back there? I hate the church. And I see somebody who was raised Catholic and did everything up to confirmation. And the idea that you would come down and talk to these people and and not at the very least have some kind of plan and a whole ass load of cash ready to go day one. Like mm -hmm. thousands of babies are dead. Thousands. And y'all are coming off of a scandal where millions of children were assaulted over mm -hmm. years. And and you helped. You helped it happen by moving people around and being like, God forgive. So what can we do? I don't know how they expect this to help them with their drastically dwindling numbers. I don't know what good they thought this would do. Like, it's the base PR. We're in the age of the apology, of the professional apology. Mm -hmm. So you had to have known better. Yeah. At least to some extent, your PR. You have great PR folks. You pay a lot of money for them. They had to know better. Yeah, imagine the Pope drops, like, a notes app apology. Oh, <laughs> yeah. With, like, with like the red, like, misspelled words lines appearing <laughs> yeah. there, too. Investigation is spelled wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's, it says investigatoin. <laughs> the fuck? He and, screenshots it and we're just dragging him because his phone battery is dying. Yeah. We're like, no, you look how many unread Gmails he has. <laughs> Fucking reckless. But this whole thing, right, it, it's all part of the same pattern of just like, hey, yeah, that's bad. And then when people say, what about action? I mean, this is... This is par for the course for many organizations and industries that have these kinds of histories. They're truly giving like, cops a run for their money on taking oh care God. of their own issues. <laughs> Seriously. God. And the, there's this also moment when the Pope was in Canada that he was at this event, an apology event, and he was gifted a headdress. And a lot of indigenous leaders were really pissed off about that because they were like, this does not this is not the fucking this is not something we want to be interacting with the Pope in this mm -hmm. capacity to give him a headdress and he he was wearing this headdress during the ceremony and the vatican's like newspaper took like a picture of him wearing it and there and it basically to sort of give the optics it's like all good in canada pope flawless with the apology tour 
when in fact it wasn't. And there was just, you know, a lot of words, not a lot of action. And it didn't seem like much other than trying to just maintain whatever the church's reputation was, however good or bad that that is. And just so you know, for the cost of this one trip, they could have just paid the reparations to survivors. Of course. I want to go to bed. This visit costed potentially between 50 and $100 million for this papal visit. Papal visit, however you want to pronounce that. Oh, man. Well, they used Taylor Swift's jet, so that saved them a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cut down on the emissions. I think that's what her team meant when they're like, it's not actually all her fault. We leased the jet to the Pope, too. And that's right, that motherfucker right, wilding. Right. So talk <laughs> to him, please. They both have uh, rabid followers. <laughs> Although his yeah. aren't on Twitter, it doesn't seem no. like. Imagine um, you tweet, I hate the Pope, and then like at Pope Stan 69. Oh it's like, God. you just don't understand him. Yeah. Wait, just wait. Oh, really? Have you heard these speeches? Then talk to me about his oration skills. If we want this to get, I think we need to start thinking of alternative ways to get these sort of situations fixed. We need to start like um, getting actionable people to do things. We need to make the Pope say something bad about BTS. Oh, to to create like if, the kind of polarity. If the Pope said something bad need. about BTS, there would be irreparable damage done to him on the internet by 11-year-olds. There would be nothing he could do about it. They are the most oh, right. blocked. So, yo, okay, and I hate to, you know, like articulate a conspiracy, out, conspiracy theory out loud, but what we're saying is we need to create like a QAnon-type movement where we're saying that the Pope has been against like these gigantic fandoms. Yes, to, to mobilize the fandoms against the Catholic Church. Yes. Okay. Done. I think that BTS fans are like a high school band. They're the largest voting block that actually exists. And if you can get them on your side, then you'll be doing okay. All right. Well, I one time tweeted, who's more famous, Oprah or BTS? And I have never gotten more replies to a tweet in my entire life. Oh, my God. And I've never been swatted more times in my life <laughs> for merely positing the question. So just get BTS fans to think that the Pope hates them and that they, they will raise the money. I feel I like think, they're too smart. They're going to be like, look, we weren't fucking with the Pope because of the residential schools. We don't need you're another probably, excuse. You're probably like, right. Of course. You're probably of course. right. They're an educated uh, fan. The children will well. lead the way. The children will lead the way. Uh, all right. Let's take another quick break. We'll be right back uh, to talk some more news. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, 
Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we are back. Okay, I just, I got to come back around to the Alex Jones thing. Yesterday, like I said, at the time of the recording, we didn't have this video clip of Alex Jones realizing that his whole shit just got fucked up in court. For those who didn't listen to yesterday's episode or aren't aware, Alex Jones is in the stand, I was taking the stand for his defamation case because he's been saying Sandy Hook was a false flag. Nothing happened. These are actors, crisis actors, et cetera. The parents are suing him. This is this is one of like three defamation tri- court like trials he has to face. He's being sued by the parents, obviously. He always says, oh, it's performance art. It's, you know, I'm not, I don't really mean what I say, et cetera, et cetera. And the case was looking up and down, uh, but mostly not great for Alex Jones as like the evidence was mounting against him. But then in this moment, the lawyer that's representing the Sandy Hook parents, this guy, Mark Bankston, he basically, I don't know, he's like, hey, man, I have all your texts because your lawyers sent them to me. And he's like, so I know you lied about never talking about Sandy Hook in your texts or your emails. And it's like this fucking it's wild. I'm gonna play the audio for you because it's it's pretty, pretty breathtaking. So you did get my text messages and it said you did. Nice trick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mr. Jones. Indeed. (laughs) You did. You give this text message to me. You don't you don't know where this came from. Do you know where I got this? No. Mr. Jones. Did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, look at his face, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years and when informed, did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protected in any way. And as of two days ago, it fell free and clear into my possession. 
and that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text messages about saying Look at him. Did you know that? Sounds like shook. I see. I told you the truth. This is your Perry Mason moment. I gave <laughs> them my phone, and then Mr. Jones, you need to answer the question. No, I, Did you I, know I, this happened. Anyway, so this goes on, and Alex Jones is like, oh, uh, 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 this is your Perry Mason moment. <laughs> Fucking cooked. Again, I just want to say you can't see it, but they pan over to Alex Jones's lawyer as the guy's like, yo, fam, your lawyer sent this to me. He's he's trying to act cool about it. He's like rubbing his lip with his index finger. Like, no, nah, this is all good. This is all cool. No, nah, we're good. I'm, this is no problem. What's also amazing, I love that you can hear the adrenaline in that lawyer's voice as he's telling like Alex Jones, like, do you know how I got these text messages? Like, it's like mm-hmm. he was waiting to fucking just dunk on this motherfucker. Oh, since 10th grade mock trial. He's been ready. Oh, yeah. 100%. I'm like, the last time I felt like an adrenaline rush like that, I feel like when I play Uno with my nieces and nephews, and like, I'm, I'm like, I'm just like stacking up a ridiculous hand. Like, so I'm just put stacking all wild draw fours and then just fucking go out on them in three moves and watch their jaws drop. Yeah. That's the only, that's the closest thing I could have ever experienced to what that man just did. Anyway, so. It. So everything good. everything about this is really, really fucking amazing, to be it's honest. It's funny. I want to see the fallout. I, I am interested in what the fallout of this specific part is going to be. I know, you know, some people are saying that he could drop his lawyers for malpractice or something like or he's that. Trying to, or, well, he asked for a mistrial. His lawyers asked for a mistrial because of that. No. And it didn't happen. The, the judge was like, no, nah, because I don't know if you heard, right? Mark Banks and how he says, like, yo, I got this 12 days ago. And he's like, and now it's not privileged or anything. I can I can use this now against you as evidence. And yeah. so what it turns out, what happened was one of the one of the fucking paralegals on Alex Jones team dropped a fucking file into a Dropbox folder that was meant meant for shared evidence between the between the plaintiffs and the defense and basically dropped it in the shared fucking evidence folder. Now. There is there like there are protections in the state of Texas for shit like that. Like there's like a 10 day period where you can reclaim the evidence and ask for it to be sealed and be like, that was errantly handed over. We can't actually have this. You know, they can't actually submit that. But when that time came and the and the, the mistake was made, they just like basically told Mark Bankston, the lawyer for the for the Sandy Hook families to just, quote, please disregard that. That wasn't an official saying that was privileged information that was errantly transmitted to you. I need to have it sealed based on this statute, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They just said, hey, please disregard. They were like, no, like we downloaded that shit. If you're not properly going to take the steps to protect that, then guess the fuck what? We are going to surprise motherfucker through in court. So that's exactly yeah. what happened. So I feel bad for that. Par- no, I don't feel bad for that paralegal. If anything, <laughs> that paralegal helped a lot because now the January 6th committee they're like, hey, man, let me get that. Let me get those text messages really quick from you. And because if you remember, Alex Jones was, you know, in and around there quite a lot during January 6th. So, yeah, there could be a few. Who knows uh, what the ramifications are? I mean, we're, we're yet to see what the real ramifications are from the January 6th committee. But we'll see. the only thing I'll say is. I with all of this, the January 6th, this Alex Jones shit, all of it, man. White people know they get to stay in court for a long ass time. The longest 
motherfucker that stayed in court that was black was OJ, and that nigga still got, you know, was only on trial for like four or five months. Right. These motherfuckers have been in on trial and getting dispositioned and meetings and shit for two, three, four, five years. Like, put these, do something, like, end this shit. Right. <laughs> well, they survived Damn. to go to trial. Which seems yeah. like the less likely outcome in other circumstances. Shit, yeah. if this was a bunch of black people, this trial would have been over in three hours. <laughs> On the steps of the Capitol, it would have been yeah, over. Well, yeah, well, true. Yeah. It wouldn't, wouldn't even, even got there. Yeah. Just like, damn, man. Like, you know these motherfuckers. You want to know something even more disgusting, right? So his lawyers were like, we need a mistrial. They're like, for that, this is your own. This You fucked, you self-owned. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? In the closing statement, his lawyer... Like in trying to make Alex Jones seem, you know, like a victim or someone that deserves their sympathy, he like recited that like Holocaust poem of like when they came for them, I said nothing. And then like when they came for me, no one was there. You know, like that, that like the poem about just sort of being able to speak up in the face of oppression and trying to paint Alex Jones as some kind of fucking freedom of speech, like revolutionary. So I have a feeling that jury is hopefully will come back with a very swift verdict. But who knows? Who knows? A lot to unpack there. But, yeah, you'd love to see those people fuck themselves up because, you know, that love in a way, it. that's a light, light reminder of universal karma. Right. <laughs> I wish that. I could have. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall when he went to the back with his lawyer's team. Like, oh, lawyer yeah. Team. Like, After finding that out, man, that was like, I'm done. They got me. Mm -hmm. I don't know who he and he keeps saying he's like, man, if the judgment is more than two million dollars, I'll be finished. But then people also found out through those uh, that file that they errantly transmitted to them. They're like, uh, it said at one point you were making eight hundred thousand dollars a day on a good day. God damn. So miss me with this. I only got two million shit. Yeah, man. Hate hate pays. I, I, I filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, you filed for bankruptcy. There's a big difference. You didn't, you're not bank. You just applied. That's like me saying. Hey man, I'm in Harvard. They're yeah. like, oh, you are. Well, I applied to Harvard. Okay, well, you're not in Harvard then. You applied, yeah, but I might be in there. I don't know. Mm. Is the tactical bats a separate LLC? Because I'm going to say that the profits from the tactical bats amass uh, over two million alone. Right. Yeah. Seriously. <sighs> There's so much money in saying weird shit. Yeah. There's, there's just so much money. And look, if you have no moral scruples, there's an audience for some of that terrible, terrible shit. Like, clearly, I mean, 800K a day at, a, at certain stretches of, like, InfoWars popularity. Frontline did a pretty good special on Alex Jones called United States Conspiracy that I recommend if you need your Alex Jones primer. It goes back into his history a little bit. And Frontline is really good at not talking about elephants in the room. But put, the evidence always pushes you to this inevitable conclusion they're kind of quiet about huge issues sometimes where race is at the center of an enormous topic, but they don't really talk about it or women's rights are at the center of an enormous right. topic. But or you like still wind up in this place where it's like, oh, this is intensely fucked up. They're really good at it. Uh, yeah. And the Alex Jones ones, is it, it's pretty excellent because it's so easy to just be like, this dude is a fucking buffoon. Right, right. And that's the elephant they leave out. They don't talk yeah. about how fucking dumb he is right. and how dumb all this shit people are saying that believe all this stuff are but right. they do a really effective job of sort of explaining how he got to this position and the position he is in now right and as someone who was like who is this cultural figure it was a helpful primer yeah. so it, it so. leaves out some important information about how stupid it all is but it is an excellent catch-up on how the hell alex jones became a national figure right and hawking nutraceuticals yes
Get your nutraceuticals, folks. All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.